Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. This week we sit down with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Lisa Barlow. He gives us all the information on season three of the show, where she stands with Meredith Marks, and why she thinks it's gross that Meredith and Jen Shaw are friends. Lisa, I am so, so excited about this upcoming season, season three. I mean, what are you most nervous, most excited about for this season? Oh my gosh, so many things. So I think like when it comes to being nervous, we didn't exactly leave season two that great. And honestly, season one didn't end that great either. So I just feel like it's going to be a lot. Um, Just from what I lived, I would definitely say the key word for me for this season is retaliation. Like there's a lot of retaliation and not from me, from others. others. I mean, going, leaving off the reunion, how are you feeling? And kind of when you started this season, like you said, were you kind of going into this season with the mindset of retaliation or how did you kind of approach this season? No, I went into this season thinking like, you know, hopeful that I could make amends based on the way we left things at the reunion. I was hopeful that I'm like, okay, we should be able to make amends. Like when you're friends with someone for 10 years, you should be able to go in and have a conversation and make amends. And I just think right off the back, it was like ice Lisa out, be super cruel to Lisa and punish her, which that's not how I live. That's not how I behave. So I was kind of surprised, especially given the fact that like, Hey, I took full responsibility for my hot mic moment. And honestly, for me, there was so much buildup going into my room that night in Zion. Like I had just had enough, like van ride from hell dinners from hell. Like there was nothing like there were peaks of like happy moments, like one night when we were all dancing, but other than that, it was kind of rough. And I think for me, I had just had enough. I didn't want to be mean to my friend. I went in my room and I thought it was going to be private. Like I was packing my stuff to leave and I'm like, get me out of here. I mean, there were expletives in there (laughs) and I didn't really think about it. Like after I called my husband and I'm like, I was so upset. Like I couldn't take anymore. And then to have to watch that like 24 hours before the reunion, I was like, it didn't matter what else was said or done. It became like the fixation point and where I thought I had good relationships and where I thought I was going into the, um, to the reunion with others, like being my friend, it was like, you know, a pile on. And luckily I have like a strong sense of self and, you know, I'm not afraid of conflict, but it was a lot. 
So, you know, that definitely carried into the beginning of season three. And, you know, I knew that I needed to make repair, like I wanted to repair a friendship, but there's only so much you can do before it gets to a point where you're like, okay, um, like, I don't need this. So I think it was rough. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, did you, do you want, did you want to repair that friendship with Meredith? And did you think that you would, because, you know, I I watched the first episode and, you know, we see you kind of go up to Seth at the party and try to like make amends that way. But were you hopeful going into that, that that would happen? You know, I didn't think we couldn't have make amends because when you look at the things that other people in our friend group have said, like the whole Zion trip, 10 boyfriends, 10 lives, fucked half of the East, like upper East side. So many other things were said and it wasn't things I felt. It wasn't, there weren't, those weren't things I was thinking. Those weren't things I felt. Those were not things that were confided in me. I just literally hit a boiling point where I'm like, oh my God, my feelings don't matter. And I'm so upset. And then to have to like, um, you know, like you're basically asking for forgiveness and I, just seeing all the other relationships and the damage that has happened with other relationships. I was hopeful that I'm like, we just need to have a conversation. We need to talk it out. I did not repeat anything that was told to me in confidence. I was venting out of hurt, not out of anger. It wasn't malicious. I was hurt. Like I was hurting. And for me, I was like, no one's asking me why I'm upset. I have not seen the first episode by the way. So I don't even know what's in it. Just from the clips I'm seeing and what I lived, I'm like, this is not going to be fun. (laughs) But is it frustrating to see Meredith and Jen, at least at the beginning of the season, I don't know what happens later on, but at least when filming starts that Jen and Meredith are really good friends. Did you ever think that would happen after last season? The irony of that, I mean, it's kind of gross because it's like I spent all last year, a year and a half saying, please make up, please be friends, being the go-between, trying to help it out. And then I'm like, oh, you can forgive all of this, like your family being terrorized, your Brooks being terrorized online. You can forgive everything and then act like it didn't happen. They tried to rewrite history. And by the way, I always wanted them to be friends. So good, like I'm happy that I was able to help facilitate that. But they literally took that hot mic moment and clung to it. And it was like rewriting history. I'm like, this is not normal. This is not okay. You guys literally are living in la la land. It's complete faux, fake, fraud, all those things. Like it is literally ridiculous. Like how do you go from having those strong feelings, Meredith gloating in the bathtub with a glass of champagne, just waiting for Jen's demise. And then all of a sudden they're best friends. And the irony of Meredith going to Jen to talk about me is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about this rumor that it seems like Meredith kind of um, starts this season, implying that you slept with people to, um, you know, advance Vita. What was your reaction to that? And what do you have to say about that? Um, I make amazing tequila. Vita tequila is amazing. And I don't need to sleep with people to sell it. Like it sells on its own because it's a highly rated, highly regarded, beautiful product. And we've been in business for 17 years. Mm-hmm. That allegation is just ridiculous. Was it? I mean, it's There's where the retaliation comes in. It's like, hey, I'm going to punish you because you had a hyperbolic rant repeating what everybody else had been saying. I'm going to punish you. It's like, where's, are you going to punish everybody else too? Or is it just going to be fixated on me? That's how it feels. Did you almost feel like an outsider coming into this season then? Because I know, you know, the first episode we see you having lunch with um, Heather and Heather's like, I can't believe like I'm even doing this. So did you feel like you didn't really know who to turn to when this all first started? 
um, 100%. And honestly, like, I think th- there's a lot of hypocrisy that happens, like, um, just based on even the things Heather told me in Zion, you know, and I talked to Heather about it. I'm like, you guys all flipped on me. Everyone was telling me Meredith was a bad friend to me. And like, I was feeling it. I watched the housewife after show. I know what Meredith was saying behind my back. It wasn't nice. And that's pre hot mic moment. So I did feel like a little bit of an outsider and I was told they all tried to ice me out. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was like a little like mean girl high school. I don't live in that kind of space. So, you know, for me, I was like, okay, like it wasn't going to be easy, but I'm not afraid to like hit things head on. Like I, you know, the one thing I have on my side is like my truth. And so for me, I was like, let's just talk it out because clearly there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff being said, no accountability, rewriting of history. And I'm like, you know, we need to address some of this, but I do take full responsibility. I mean, like I said horrible things out of hurt. I've apologized like 22 times. And, you know, for me, I'm like, I'll take accountability for what I said and did. I know what I did was hurtful. And I take responsibility for that, but it doesn't negate the fact that there was a lot of hurtful things said and done and not just to Meredith, but to me too. Right. Where does your friendship with Meredith stand now? I mean, (laughs) I mean, how are we using the word friendship? (laughs) But, But I think like Meredith and I get to a good place and then there's all this nitpicking that constantly happens with me. And I mean, like, I am confident and secure with myself. So if you want to rip me apart and that makes other people feel better, go ahead and rip me apart. Like if that makes you feel a little better today, like that's on you. It's not on me, but I have tried to have repair over and over and over again. And I don't want to be Jen Shaw 2.0 with the apology tour. I'm just, you know, I apologize enough. I meant my apology. It was sincere. And that's just kind of where I am right now. Yeah. There's only so many times that you could say you're sorry. Um, so which friendship kind of surprised you then the most this season that what had, I mean, obviously dynamic shift then. So who were you kind of leaning on this season? You know, I wasn't really leaning on any, anyone. It just is what happened organically. Um, you know, just, I think that from the beginning, people have an idea like season one, we can go back there. They have an idea of who I am, how I think, how I feel. I'm constantly being narrated. So it's like, this is what Lisa thinks. This is what Lisa's doing. And none of it was true. And I think the surprising friendship was, um, I don't even want to say it's surprising. Whitney and I never really had any real big problems. It was like silly stuff, dumb stuff. Oh, you don't like my dress or whatever. But there was nothing like tragic happened. Mm -hmm. Nothing that was tragic happening between us. So when we went to Arizona, she and I flew, um, I don't want to get too much into story, but like um, she and I flew um, there before everybody else. And we had a really great conversation. And I think that that was a turning point. Like I said, it happened very organically where Whitney and I started to see like, Hey, you know, maybe we have more to talk about than we thought we did. Maybe I, you know, I always kind of like backed away from Whitney because I'm like, that's Heather's cousin. Mm -hmm. That's Heather's close friend. And I just like, um, understand dynamics and you don't want to step on anybody's toes. And so I kind of always just kind of held myself back and just was like, Hey, if we're meant to be friends, it'll happen. And I think that that was the starting point for Whitney and I hearing each other. And we started to see each other very differently too. Like I really started to see Whitney in a different light and for who Whitney is not just like Heather's cousin, but it was like Whitney as her own person. 
I, I actually think Heather and I always have the greatest conversations. And then she disappoints me when she like comes at me or like decides to blindside me. Cause I'm like, that's not where we were. That's not the place we were in. Like, why are you doing this to me? It's like literally like a 180 from what I expect from her. And, um, you know, like, I feel like Heather and I are fine. It's just not like where it could be or should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, we have good moments though. Like we have really good moments. Did you give Heather, Heather that black eye then? <laughs> no, that was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery of this season. <laughs> I don't get physical. <laughs> um, how did these, you know, rumors about, you know, infidelity and things like that, did that put a strain on your marriage at all? No, it didn't. Because, you know, the one thing John and I have been married for 19 years. The only thing that was really awkward is like, I came home and I was like telling our children, I'm like, Hey, you know, there's ridiculous rumors and it includes people that we care about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not something that either of us were like, I was upset by it because it's, ha- it's, you know, once you put something like that out there, it's 50% of people are going to believe it or want to believe it. And I think the thing is, is like John and I have been married for a long time. We've gone through a lot together and we work really hard at our marriage every single day. Like if you're married this long, especially in this world that we live in, like I come from divorce, my parents are divorced. All my sisters are divorced out of six kids. It's just me and my brother that are actually still married. So you fight for your marriage. Like it gets me upset. Like retaliation is a bitch, right? You know what? I said something hyperbolically that everybody else had said, but only I'm getting punished for it. So kind of sucks. Right. Obviously it still makes you really upset about it all these months later. I mean, it's a, you know, I think people tend to forget that this is still your real life. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Yeah, it's still my real life, you know, and like I said, John and I work really hard on our marriage. We own businesses together. We're raising two beautiful children together and you want to protect what you work really hard for. So like, that's like what my focus has been on is like my husband and my kids. We have a son that's getting ready to go to college. We only have him here for one more year. Mm-hmm. So for me, sorry, I'm just going to, it upset me a little bit. Cause it's like, I didn't expect that from Meredith. Like I understand my hot mic moment was rough. 
but I didn't go around to other people spreading rumors about her gossip. I just wanted to vent in my room and get out all my hurt. I didn't want to include anyone. I've never talked badly about Meredith to anybody in our friend group. And so it was really hurtful to like, just even see clips of her. Like it's, you know, Meredith has a law degree and it's all about your intention. What is your intention? Her intention was to hurt me and my family. Mine was letting out her and her intention is to hurt me. And it's disappointing. It's pretty much everything she's against. Mm -hmm. So like what she's been saying, don't talk about my family. Don't talk about my kids. You know, she's doing everything she said she wouldn't do or doesn't do. So it was really hard. I'm sure it's like, you know, you're, you're mourning a 10 year friendship and that's not easy. Um, Obviously, you know, a big storyline this season too is Jen's uh, legal issues. Were you blindsided when she pled guilty? You know, I believe in due process and I've been extremely consistent with Jen. I do believe Jen deserved due process and Jen told us she's innocent. And I believed my friend Jen that she was innocent. Um, I think that, um, you know, the one thing like I have been saying all along is if Jen is guilty, I will 100% side with the victims, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Jen's still a person and she's going to have to like pay amazing amount of penance with years off of her freedom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she pled guilty, I don't know, I, I think it's her business and her and her husband's business. And I think that she, um, made a decision based on, um, like what she was had hired counsel guiding her on doing. I wasn't there for that. Like Jen and I weren't speaking. I did send her a text saying, Hey, good luck with everything. You know, we're, you know, hoping for the best for you. And, um, you know, my, my relationship with Jen, I've always kept separate from the indictment. One, one doesn't have anything to do with the other, but you know, it's a big deal. I mean, that's a long time to be separated from your family and it's a big sentence to pay. So, you know, how does your friendship with her kind of evolve this season and, or devolve, I guess, (laughs) you know, Jen's complicated. And, um, I know I have a clear conscience. I have been a great friend to Jen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I've been a good friend to Jen. I was there for her when nobody else was. And, um, I think I'm learning that in certain friendships, I'm more willing to be a better friend than others are to me. And, um, you know, I'm always hopeful things are reciprocated, but I think I stayed consistent in my friendship with Jen. And I think, by, you know, as we get to today, I think it was impossible to continue a friendship where it's one-sided, where I'm being her friend and it's not being reciprocated. And that's completely extraneous from her legal situation. I don't conflate the two. It's how you're treating me is how I'm like feeling and responding back to you. But I mean, we had a lot of good times and, you know, we ended where I thought like we could go in a repair phase, but, um, it didn't end up that great. Yeah. Talk about the, the new ladies that we're going to see this season. Um, you know, it seems like they're definitely bring some drama as well. Um, Dana's amazing. Like Dana is young and feisty. Um, I love that she's super hardworking. I think a lot of things we have in common is we're both entrepreneurs. Um, she also works with her husband, which is really cool. And, um, she's got a huge personality and very funny, super sweet. And Angie Castanavis and I have been friends for a very long time. Um, I get my hair done there at her salons. And Angie actually filmed with me um, quite a bit last year. Um, She was at events with my family. And 
you know, the infamous fight between me and Jen was at her salon prior to the van ride. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think that she brings something really fresh too. And it's really nice having um, friends on the show. Like it's actually been like a lot of fun for me. We have a lot in common. We have kids, our youngest, our, um, her youngest daughter, and my youngest son are the same age. So we have a lot in common and we're going through a lot of the same things as mothers and we're both self-made and entrepreneurs. So I think that that like really is something great, but they both have strong opinions backbones and are super feisty excited to see it have you uh, spoken to mary at all no mary sent me one text um prior to the reunion and you know i just look at it as like mary and i are you know like i don't have a problem with mary i don't think mary has a problem with me um we just parted ways i was very close friends with cameron who passed Mm -hmm. and you know i want to maintain my friendship with his family and I believe my friend Cameron. So really, you know, he introduced us to Mary and um, I feel like I wish Mary well. I'm sure she's doing just fine. I know we have a few more minutes, so I just want to do this fun, like um, Salt Lake City secrets. So some fun rapid fire questions about the show. Um, First one, who throws the best parties? Um, Me and Angie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Avis, Angie K. Love it. Um, Who has the best fashion? Oh, I don't want to pick. <laughs> you can pick yourself. That's fine. Yes. I mean, everybody, I think we all um, like have our own style, but like, I obviously like mine the best because mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> Who turns it on the most for the cameras? Um, I would have to say Jen Shaw and probably, you know what is surprising? Like um, this season? No, I would say Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. I would say Jen Shaw. Who causes the most drama this season? Um, I don't know. I think everybody, I think everybody has a part in that. I wouldn't put it on one person. And then did you ever want to have like a Bravo, Bravo, Bravo moment where you just wanted to shut down the cameras? Yeah. My hot mic moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is, is I found out because I was like, well, how did you capture that? Because my mic was off. Like I learned really quickly season one, how to turn my mic off and they had a boom outside of my door and it captured everything um, but yeah, that hot mic moment forever. I wish will be erased. You know, I don't want Meredith have to keep reliving it. It's on t-shirts, mugs, coffee cups now, like, you know, and I didn't want her to have to go through that. I sobbed when I found it, but if there were any moments, it would be that one. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe Bravo's going to surprise me with another one. Who knows? I'm, I'm emotional and I'm real. So I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, Lisa, I really appreciate you getting so emotional and so real and taking the time to speak with me today. I can't wait for this season. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered.